This is the message given by Pastor James Lim during the evening worship service at Faith Presbyterian Church, Long Beach, California, for May 7th, 2023. The title of the message is, I Am the Bread of Life. Well, if you would open your Bibles this evening um, on this Lord's Supper Sunday, if you would turn with me to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 6 verses uh, 25 to 58. John chapter 6, verses 25 to 58. And I hope to uh, uh, just to meditate on this passage uh, and highlight um, primarily on Jesus' words Uh, I am the bread of life and what that means, what Jesus is saying here to us and how we ought to uh, live in light of of what he tells us here uh, in these passages. Uh, Before we hear God's word, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you uh, that you provide for us in so many ways. You you provide for us uh, bodily food, Lord, so that uh, we are nourished with nutrition so that we can have the energy to, to do all the things you've called us. But even more so, you provide for us spiritual nourishment through the, the bread and the wine, uh, Lord, to nourish us spiritually so that we might do all that you've called us to do. Lord, would you be with your people as they hear? Would you be with me as I proclaim that your word would not return unto you void without accomplishing all that you ordain? We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hear now then the reading of God's word, beginning in verse 25 of chapter 6. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered him, them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him. Because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? He doesn't, how does he now say, I have come down from heaven? 
Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on that last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And uh, the Jews then disputed among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Um, food, food is a universal a necessity. Everybody needs food in order to live. Because if you don't eat, you won't live. And even more so, if you don't drink, right, you won't live. And, and so food, the imagery and the, the theme of food throughout the scriptures is central. I mean, you, you think about uh, the entrance of sin into the world, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That sin entered the, into the world, entered into the world through 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 um, a piece of forbidden fruit, right? That Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord because they wanted to eat something. And food also uh, illustrates how God provides for us in the wilderness when there's, it's so dry and barren uh, that uh, they have to the people of God have to completely rely upon whatever comes down. Uh, think about the quail or the the manna. Uh, you know what? You know, you don't, they didn't even know exactly what it was. I mean, the manna literally uh, translated as "what is it?" You know, and so you would just gather it from the ground like like dew, and then you would eat it. Uh, literally, it would just come down from from heaven. And um, the water would come, you know, straight out of a rock. Uh, it would be struck and then the water would just come and the people of God would drink. So food is a very important metaphor and theme throughout the scriptures, uh, especially as it pertains to how God provides for us and the significance of that. And so you might say, in some ways, the irony is that sin entered into the world through the transgression of uh, and the eating of a forbidden piece of fruit. Uh, but salvation, redemption would also come then 
through through the provision of food, uh, and and Jesus, you know, uh, speaking of himself as food that can give eternal life. And so here Jesus teaches us how eating food uh, will will bring about salvation. And if we eat of the food that he provides through faith in him, we will live forever. And so Jesus teaches us then that he is that bread. Uh, 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 foreshadowed in the Old Testament, you know, of the manna that came down from heaven. That he is the fulfillment of that very idea uh, in his own body. That he himself would would be the very bread of heaven that gives eternal life to those who would partake of him. And, and so he's the one who gives eternal life to all who eat of him by faith as we're uh, in preparation for the Lord's Supper tonight. So let me give you a little bit of context here that, that Jesus, it, we're coming off, just off the, the uh, cusp of Jesus feeding, uh, feeding the thousands there. And he's multiplied five loaves and two fish, and he, he's fed the 5,000 uh, at the beginning of chapter 6. And that's why, you know, you, you saw language of, you know, you're just coming, you're just coming for the food. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and so that night, Jesus crossed to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and the people are following him. You know, I mean, I think, you know, it, they're, they're probably uh, just as zealous as college students, that if there's food, they'll follow you, they'll do whatever, right? So, that's what's going on here. Jesus crossed the Galilee, and they're following him. And after finding him in verse 22, Jesus starts teaching them about food. Uh, if, they are, if they're so interested in, in receiving food from him, uh, the, the question is Jesus wants them to know what kind of food that they should desire. Right? And so he teaches them uh, about the bread of life that he himself is and that he himself gives. And that's what this um, passage is, is, uh, is, is all about. It's, it's called by many scholars the bread of life discourse. It's just a long teaching section about what, it, what the bread of life is. And so I'm not going to go into it exhaustively, but I want us to consider some of the main points uh, that Jesus is teaching about himself as the bread of life. What are those teachings? Well, first... He is, Jesus says that he is the bread that gives eternal satisfaction to all those who come to him, right? Because that's why they're following him. The crowds are following him because they want to fill their, their, their hunger. They want their hunger to be satisfied, their thirst to be quenched. And Jesus says, well, you know, I am the bread uh, that gives eternal satisfaction. Look at verse 27. He says, do not labor for food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. And Jesus says this because the crowds um, want food, but they don't, they're not really, they don't trust in him. They just want the food. And so Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, but not because you saw signs, but, but because you ate your fill of the loaves, verse 26. Um, and so Jesus now is offering them food that will uh, not cause them to go hungry again, but will endure uh, and to satisfy them for eternity. Um, and, and, so, and to fill them so much 
that it gives them eternal life. And then he goes on to tell us what that food is. Look at verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He is that food that gives life. And why is that? For whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Do you see that? Jesus is the food that doesn't perish, but endures to give eternal life. Now, what does Jesus mean when he offers himself as the life-giving, life-sustaining food? Right? What is this bread of life? Is he saying that we literally eat him? This is important because Jesus establishes the way Uh, the manner and the metaphor by which we eat him as the bread of life. Look at verse 35 again. He says, whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. What is Jesus describing here? How does he expect people to partake of him? They must come and believe in him. That's what it means to eat of him. That's what it means to partake of him. And and that comes through faith. And this is the relationship between eating and faith. The faith is receiving what you did not achieve or or the work that you accomplished for yourself, right? Uh, When somebody offers you a meal, it's because they cooked it. They paid the money for the food. They they took the time to uh, turn it into something delicious. You did nothing. And that in itself is is a picture of of, um, how God gives us his grace and we receive it by faith. And so faith is looking outside of yourself and taking what someone else offers to you. And and isn't that what we do when we eat? We we take food that we did not make and, and we eat it in order to live. And this is what Jesus is saying about himself. That if we feed upon him, if we come to him, if we believe upon him, we will never grow hungry. We will never grow thirsty. And uh, and because of that, we will never die. He satisfies all of our needs forever. And this is is the essence of eternal life, is being fully satisfied um, uh, forever. And that's uh, because of what he gives to us. And so what kind of life is this this life that Jesus offers. And this brings us then to my second point, that Jesus is the bread that gives heavenly life to those who partake of him. Where, where something comes, um, uh, where something comes from says something about what it is and what it is like. Right? And this is the point that Jesus makes when he talks about where this bread that he offers, where it comes from. That's what Jesus is saying. He's, he's giving the nature of who he is, the nature of the life uh, uh, that he provides in himself. Look at verse 33. Beginning in verse 33, the crowd wants another miraculous sign. They thought that the Messiah would be like Moses and he would bring manna from heaven. And so Jesus corrects them that it wasn't Moses but God the Father who gave the Jews bread from heaven. In verse 33, Jesus calls his bread. He says of this, he says, the true bread from heaven for the bread of God that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Um, This is important because that which comes from heaven carries with it the character of heaven. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, The character, like, it's almost like 
Um, whatever your environment is, endows its character upon you. So like fish, right? Fish are created to live and breathe in water, right? And so, uh, so aquatic life takes upon itself a, an aquatic character. Heavenly life takes upon itself a heavenly character. So if there's bread that comes down from heaven, um, it's, it, it comes, brings with it the character of heaven. And what is heaven? It's the realm of God's glory and his life that all who inhabit heaven will reflect this environment uh, with a sense of, of heavenly life and glory. And this is why angels are depicted as eternal beings clothed in resplendent glory, right? They, that, they're, that the environment in which they um, were created to inhabit reflects in their very being. Um, and so they bask then, in the rays of God's heavenly glory and reflected in their, in their very countenance. That God is heaven's son that gives radiance and life to all who dwell with him. And so Jesus is saying that the food of heaven gives us the nourishment and life of heaven. And so what kind of life is it? Look at verse 50. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This is the bread that came down from heaven, verse 57, going down further, uh, that came down from heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. See, Jesus repeats over and over again that this bread came down from heaven and therefore endows upon us the life of heaven. And what is that life? Eternal life, heavenly life the life in which God created us to dwell with him forever and ever. And that this is eternal life, that we feed upon him as we partake of him through faith. Um, uh, you know, uh, Taylor, I, I think I've, I may have mentioned this before, but um, Taylor uh, spent a summer in Galway, uh, Ireland. And... And I, I, I guess there's so much lime rock in the soil. The grasses, you know, the grass grows with a lot of this lime rock, right? And, and, um, and so Taylor told me that, um, you know, someone had told her, you know, to eat, eat a burger from the cows that graze off of this lime rock uh, grown grass. And so she took a bite into this, hamburger and and it was unlike anything she'd ever tasted and she like you know looked at the at, at the server or whoever it was and said what is this like why does it taste this good and they're like it's the lime rock from the soil and and so in many ways uh that's that's what what Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying is that that which grows from the soil of heaven endows upon it the character and the flavor of heaven itself as we partake of it. And, um, and that's why uh, the bread of life uh, endows upon it, upon, upon us as we partake of it, the, the very taste of heaven, the character of heaven of eternal life.
And this brings us then to my third point. Jesus is the bread that not only gives eternal satisfaction and heavenly life, but he also gives resurrection life to those who abide in him. In in light of all that Jesus has been saying, the Jews are completely confused. They don't understand what Jesus means here. They take his words literally, and they think he's talking about cannibalism, which is, is, uh, is not far-fetched. Apparently, the language that the early church used to use, the Roman, the Roman government used to uh, call Christians cannibals because we, we talked about uh, eating the flesh of Christ. Um, and so they don't understand what Jesus means. And just as a side note, um, almost every commentator says that Jesus is not talking about the Lord's Supper. And, But in the same breath, right, what they'll say is, oh, he's not talking about the Lord's Supper. But at the same time, they'll say, but you can apply it to the Lord's Supper. So what they take away with one hand, they give to the other. And I do think, I do think that he's not directly talking about the Lord's Supper. um, But I think he's talking about the way in which Christ gives of himself through faith. And we can apply that to the Lord's Supper. And uh, so, uh, so this applies then to the way in which we partake of, the, of, of him in the Lord's Supper. And this is where we find the core of what Jesus means as the bread of life. That Jesus tells us that the bread he gives is his flesh that he gives to the world, verse 51. He goes on to explain in more explicit fashion what he's talking about. Uh, look at verse 53. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. You have no life in you. Verse 55, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. The language that Jesus uses is reminiscent of the peace offerings of the temple sacrifices. And this is where the only sacrifice uh, among the different sacrifices um, where if you sinned, then you had to, to uh, provide a, an animal sacrifice wholly and completely for your sin. But once, once your sins have been dealt with, there was another sacrifice, the peace offering, in which then that, that, uh, based upon that sacrifice is established a relationship of peace in which you can partake of the sacrifice with the Lord. That's an interesting thing. It's where, where the priest would offer and he would partake of it as well as the one who offered it, who, who, uh, for, for the one who uh, gave of the sacrifice. And, and that, that was like a peace. Uh, it was, it was a, a kind of a covenant meal in which you are renewing uh, your covenant relationship with God. And so when we think about when we think about this meal in which we partake, what does that say? That it's, it is a, peace, a kind of peace offering in the new covenant, a gospel peace offering that signifies to us that we have peace with God, that we have not just the lack of enmity, but a relationship, an intimate relationship of love uh, with our Heavenly Father in which we share a meal. Because there's nothing more intimate uh, among people who love one another than to eat with them. That's really the, the essence of fellowship. So when lo- the Lord feeds us f- f- with food from heaven, he's having fellowship with us. Uh, 
And as we eat together, we're having fellowship with one another. And that all comes through the sacrifice, once for all sacrifice that Jesus accomplished in his death on the cross. And, and that's, what, that's what this uh, meal is all about. This is why we, when we eat of him, not only do we have eternal life, but, um, but we, it's a promise to us of the, of the eternal life that Jesus gives when he rose from the grave. Um, look at verse 54. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Not only does it signify his death, but it signifies his resurrection for us. It is a guarantee and a down payment and a promise to us that just as Jesus rose from the grave, because we, as we partake of Jesus through faith, we too shall, shall rise up. Um, look at verse 56. Uh, Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Uh, what, what's going on here, and, and I'll, um, um, I'll close, is what's going on here is that all that Jesus is, all that Jesus has accomplished is, is uh, focused in, in his own person. Uh, and because we trust in Christ, because we partake in him, and he becomes one with us and we become one with him, uh, that's symbolized in the partaking of food, right? Like, if you have, have you ever thought about, like, what happens to the food that you eat? What happens to all the molecules, uh, all the nutrition in every piece of food that you eat? Uh, it becomes a part of you. Uh, all the proteins. I mean, when you think about... Um, when you think, I saw a little baby this past weekend at the, uh, the uh, Presbytery. It's a little baby, like, you know, this big, just very, very cute. And I thought, man, one day that baby is going to become a man. And how? How does that baby become a man? With all the, you know, they, they, they eat the food and the nutrition. It becomes a part of them. That, that, that they take upon themselves the character of, of all the food that they eat. And that's what Jesus is for us as we partake of the Lord's Supper, as we partake of him by faith. That we are, that near, literally we, be, we are being nourished by Jesus himself. And so all that he is, he, that we, we incorporate into our own faith, into our own life, so that we grow up into, uh, into Christ. And so literally what, what Jesus is saying here, and then we know this even in, you know, by, we even know this in our own, in our own uh, uh, culture, is that you, you become what you eat. And that's what Jesus is saying here. The more you partake of me, you will become like me. The more you partake of me, the more you will have me. The more you partake of me, the more you will become, you'll be one with me. Um, and so this evening, um, I want to offer this bread to you, this, this wine to you, that by faith, by faith in the mystery of our union with Christ, that all that Jesus is, the bread of life that came down from heaven, uh, this heavenly bread gives us heavenly life 
and we have a foretaste of it even now. Why? Because Jesus died and rose again. And he sits at God's right hand and he nourishes us. Um, and he gives us food that he himself prepared. We didn't have to do anything. And it reflects what it means then to receive him by grace through faith, not by anything that we've done. Uh, this morning we, we sang that song, Not What My Hands Have Done. Um, and, uh, and I love that hymn, Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus' blood and righteousness, you know, is, is we are saved by everything that Jesus did. And we did nothing. So this, this evening, we, you're going to partake of the bread and of the wine. You didn't do, do anything to prepare. Prepare. You didn't make it. You, you, know, you only receive what God provides. And that's how to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. To receive, to receive Jesus like we receive food that nourishes us and gives us life. And when we receive heavenly food, we receive heavenly life. And that's what is offered to you this evening in the gospel. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for Jesus, the bread of life. Lord, help us to partake of him. Help us to receive him. Help us to be nourished by him as we receive him by faith. Lord, we, we ask that you would nourish us. Lord, sir, Lord, give us this bread always as the people asked. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.